0: green roads you probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of cbd and as a consumer you must find the product that works best for you green roads has hooked us up with some incredible products and we want to share our experience with you Greenroads has over 30K five-star reviews, that's 30,000, and you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. They're an amazing place, the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. They have award-winning products across the board. They were founded and formulated by pharmacists and even have QR codes on all of their packaging which link to independent lab test results so you know exactly what you're getting Every single time. And they have a massive selection including oils, topicals, edibles, beverages, and more. So whatever it is you're looking for, Green Roads has you covered. Visit them today and remember to use that DNVR20 code to get 20% off your entire purchase. Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by A.J. Hayfley. as Dr. Dubs is back in the building. Avs defeat the Anaheim Ducks 5-2 to continue their point streaks to what is now 11 games. After a relatively even first period, I guess at least in relation to the rest of this game, the Avs just dominated the latter stages to the point where Anaheim didn't even felt like they were relevant to this game. Agreed, AJ?
1: Yes and no. Um, but I mean, the, the, the tying goal and then the goal early in the third period certainly made it be like Okay, they're dominating again, but once again, here we are. Like this team's hanging around and hanging around. Yeah. And then they weren't anymore. Unfortunate. That's that's how you, I mean, that's how you close. Sure. Right? Like some teams, some teams are going to close with, you know, like what we used to see St. Louis do, where they would just, wrap themselves around you and squeeze the life out of you by not letting you even get into the zone. Yeah. Colorado drops the hammer by just... Pummeling you to death, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, it's it's just like... You're in the corner, and the ref's trying to break you up, and he's ringing the bell, and they're trying to tell me to get off, and the abs just keep going. Yep. Um, just keep going, man. I mean, they just... It could have been been significantly worse, too.
0: For sure. You know, a couple of fantastic saves from Ryan Miller kept the score from really getting out of hand. But, look, win. I I don't want to put it this way necessarily, but these two teams are just not on the same level. Even in the two games the Avs have lost in overtime to this team, the Avs had two goal leads that were pretty well in hand if you have an nhl starting goaltender in that.
1: Yeah. So I mean you 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 look at the uh, they lose yeah, I mean the 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 Hunter a game 4-2 and then in overtime and all that. And yeah. then you know, they had the one great game from John Gibson. Yep. That's their only other loss to the Ducks. And Like, look the the Ducks just lost their 26th game of the season.
0: Yeah, they're not good.
1: Like, 26 losses in 37 games. And you and I both picked them to make the postseason. Oops. So, good call us. (laughs) Can't get them all right. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're, I don't... I don't know. I guess watching the Ducks broadcast has me really low energy tonight because they were the sleepiest broadcast I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't really I'm I'm struggling. Like there's not a lot of interesting things in this matchup. The abs have completely dominated them over and over and over and over and over. Yep. It has not been as you as you said, like the Anaheim's success against Colorado handful of overtime games, a couple of wins has been, have been just as much about goaltending either who was in net for Colorado or who was in net for them. Yep. And that's really the only story. I mean, Colorado has laid
0: wood to Anaheim repeatedly, this year. 48 to 15 was the final shot total in this hockey game.
1: That's the second time that the, 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 they've
0: held Anaheim to 15 shots on goal in a game. And like, you can say, yeah, by the end of the game, you know, Anaheim let their foot off the gas, too, because it was over. But in the second period, mm-hmm. shots were 22 to 2. Yeah. It,
1: and look, I, like, there's context here. Anaheim <laughs> played last night in St. Louis. Uh, sure. They but traveled. Still. They traveled. They had the classic. They had the classic back-to-back, no rest. This was a scheduled loss for Anaheim. And the Avs just took their two points and went about their business. In a in a regular regular season, we would be talking about this. Well, oh, this is a scheduled loss. A team's not gonna like the Ducks are gonna have a hard time in the best of situations matching up against the Avalanche. Right? They would need multiple injuries from Colorado to even out the talent front. Yep. And even then, like that, it just it get at that point. Then it's just evening it up. But. This is, I mean, this, tonight was a good example of, like, this is why I would have at least considered starting Jonas Johansson tonight.
0: (laughs) The Avs did get that magical fifth goal, so maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I
1: don't know. There isn't a lot to say from a matchup perspective, from an analytics perspective, from a a deep dive analysis perspective. Like, the Avs are better than Anaheim. They've shown themselves to be better than Anaheim. The season series is heavily in Colorado's favor. And Anaheim's fared better than almost any of the other teams in the division, except Vegas. And then obviously St. Louis, because it's just two games.
0: Yeah, 2BD on St. Louis. but yeah. So,
1: I, the fun fact, St. Louis is six of the next 14 games.
0: Yeah, those two are about to not like each other very much, yeah. but...
1: Kind of like Anaheim and Colorado, although Colorado's Colorado's hatred of Ryan Getzlaff goes
0: back years and years years. and years. Yeah, this is like before anyone was even on this hockey team that currently is (laughs)
1: like remember Patrick Waugh pushing over the partition between the two teams like
0: years. (laughs) So, I mean, we'll get into the hatred in a little bit. Uh, I do want to talk about some happy things in this game. First of all, the top line back on the scoring in a big way, one at even strength with uh, McKinnon and Miko, and then they also landis Skog is the man to get the tip on the power play goal.
1: Yep. Good for him, too, because he hadn't been scoring very many tip goals this year. Yep. A lot of goals right in the, the, the area of the goal mouth, but not a lot of the actual tip goals, which is something that we have seen in previous years he's excelled quite a bit at. And that was that was after he really did not have a good start to the game. So Scott getting on the board there, I think, was big. And look, that's his twelfth goal of the year. He has a he has a legit shot here at a twenty another twenty goal season.
0: Yep, it's not impossible for him to get there. Um, point being, the top line did not look great in those two games against Vegas, but this was a pick me up game for them. All the yep. way around, as, as you said, even with the slow start for Landis Gog, McKinnon was just flying from the start of this game. He was the normal McKinnon, I think everyone is used to. And then, uh, well, we'll have a conversation about Miko and how his game went in a little bit. Um, yeah, so currently, you've probably noticed that we're live on our secondary channel here. Um, things happened. Because of reasons, and YouTube is stupid for the most part, we're dealing with the NHL giving us a copyright strike for a scheduled video, meaning there was no content. There's nothing they could physically strike. And because we got a strike, that means we can't stream on that channel until it gets resolved. So hopefully that gets resolved very, very soon, because, you know, if it doesn't, then some things are going to happen. We'll put it that way, yeah. but pretty confident. We're not in the wrong on this one, given that there is no content for them to actually have struck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the content that they, they were upset about, I guess was uh, the pregame. The, or it was the post game podcast yeah. for the ads game from the other yeah. day, except they took
0: it down like four hours before the end of that game, like yeah. four hours before that show was scheduled. Yeah. So they took it down based on the title or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're gonna be live on this channel until that gets sorted out. So be sure to be subscribed over here on this channel just to just to make sure you follow us and are keeping up until that gets fixed. Um, mm-hmm. Appreciate all y'all showing up, three hundred of you here on this other channel is pretty cool considering you know we kind of impromptu had to set all this up. Uh, back into the game. The only line that didn't score a goal tonight for the Fs was the second line, once again, who's been on a bit of a cold streak. Now, that isn't to say the second line wasn't in Anaheim's head.
1: (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) As was made abundantly clear, yeah. Apparently Nazem Kadri has been featured heavily in Nick Delorier's mind.
0: (laughs) Rent-free, maybe, yeah. So, Anaheim. You know, they they have some anger issues they needed to work out or something, I guess. But Colorado and and I think I don't know, I want to wait for the second period to actually get into this conversation fully. So we can just take our first period break right now. And we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery the official beer of DNVR. You can check out their seltzers, 15-can sampler packs, all of which taste absolutely delicious. Highly re- recommend those. Go to the Breck Beer Locator online to find a Breck Beer at a liquor store near you. Or, of course, you can always come down to the DNVR bar where you can get eight Breck brews on tap. Highly recommend them. As I've said before, they all taste super good. I'm always drinking them. So, yeah, if that's not a good enough endorsement, then... I guess I'm not good enough for you. I don't know. I don't know where this read is going. You can also... Make sure you're saving a bunch of beer money by going over to Gabby Insurance. They save on average for customers $961. Even if it's not necessarily through them, they just want to show you where the best option for you is when it comes to insurance. So head on over to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's gab icom slash DNVR to get a free check to see how you can save on both house and car insurance. They'll have you totally covered there. Plus, they don't sell any of your information or anything like that, so they're safe and secure as well. Highly recommend it all the way around. Also, now is a great time to sign up for a DNVR membership as well. Not only do we have a bunch of great content coming your way, P.S., keep your eyes posted on YouTube for uh, some uh, some TDL stuff coming your way. All I'm saying is Danton Heinen scored a goal today. That's all I'm saying about that. That's all I'm saying about that. But you also get more than that. When you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free shirt and you get to receive a holistic stick as well. That is a holistic wellness, holistic stick. What is that? Well... You know, it's one of our favorite CBD products. They'll send you packs of 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one is focused on recovery. All you have to do is pop the top of the stick, pour in any drink, stir, and drink it, and it will take care of you, whether you have aches and pains, whether you need to get to sleep, dealing with a migraine, you name it, it can help you out with that. So highly recommend. Now you get a bunch of free stuff when you sign up for a DNVR annual membership. It's a great time to do it. My wife's back there playing WoW in in like every video you see her in, which I guess you might see her more on the pods now because I'm not sure how I'm going to do that setup. But starting hopefully Wednesday, all my videos will be recorded on that green screen you see back there, back to, you know, looking semi-decent now that we're finally pretty much fully set up in the new apartment. So yeah, that's good. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Yeah,
1: as you can see behind me, where there used to be a lot of darkness, there's a lot of lights now. Yeah. Um, as I get my, can't see. I mean, I guess you can see all the boxes back there, but that's also my 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 new office is also in the process of being built.
0: There you go. It's it's office setting up season, apparently. Um, yeah. Anyway, second period of the Avs podcast AJ do we want to tackle this refing situation yeah
1: I mean let's do it we've, we're prepared
0: for it so let's just get into it all right we've talked about this a few times this year and one of the things we've asked for out of refing is consistency now that holds true in this game and I do think the consistency was problematic but there comes a point to refereeing in any game where you have to consider the safety of the players on the ice. Yeah. And by the end of the game, I think the refs finally figured it out near the end of the third period. They just started calling everything, but for far too long in this game, dudes were just being abused.
1: So when games aren't competitive,
0: it's easy for refs to just start tossing guys out because
1: there's what's a, what's a coach going to say? You toss out Nick Delorier in the first minute of a game. Or the first ten minutes of a game, you know, for acting a fool, you know, doing something, then, you know, a coach is like, you just put me shorthanded for the entire game. That guy's gone all night. Like I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. You have to have a good reason for that. <laughs> Throwing out a guy four minutes to play in a five to two game doesn't matter where, in
0: the long run. Yeah,
1: where there's a thirty shot you know, shot on goal differential. Uh, and and one team has just been destroying the other one the vast majority of the game. Like okay great you you did it but you waited until you you waited until you could say oh I was you know the 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 competitiveness of the game wasn't or the outcome of the game was really no longer truly in doubt anymore. So whatever so whatever they decided to call or whatever they decided to do, just it just doesn't matter. Right. It's like they, they the ads didn't the ads had a, a fun to watch five on three that didn't score. Well but who cares? Like none of us I I, I won't say none of us, because I'm sure somebody's mad that they didn't score on the five on three, but the game was not in doubt anymore. They didn't score right. on the five on three. It was a Nathan McKinnon shooting practice. Yeah, exercise the, last, and... the last
0: five minutes of that game was just waiting for the game to end, really. Yeah, but... I mean, they
1: were clearly, like, when when Ryan Getzloff picked a fight with Pierre-Edouard Belmar about something that had happened in the first period, yep. something that resulted in an Anaheim power play, mind you, yep. and he decided that he wanted to take out Belmar, that he wanted to address his personal grievance because the game was no longer in question. It's set the tone for the rest of the game. Yep. If Getzloff doesn't do that, if Getzloff is, is on the bench and he's saying, hey, guys, I know this sucks, but we got to keep working hard. We might, you know, one bounce and we're back in this thing, whatever. And instead, Getzloff just says, I don't give a shit about this game. I don't give a shit about setting the tone for, for my younger teammates. I don't give a shit about being the face and the leadership of this entire organization and the captain and... Any of this. He says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go find P.R. Edward Belmore, a fourth line guy on the opposite team who punched me in the face in the first period that resulted in an Anaheim power play. Something that benefited the Ducks. Yep. And he rolls over there and was like, we got to handle some business. And Belmar's like, okay, Fine. (laughs) we can throw punches at each other this is fine i'll go sit in the box for the next 5 minutes for you yeah like there was there i my problem if i'm if i'm a ducks fan i'm i'm annoyed at ryan gifford because it doesn't show any kind of fight it doesn't show any kind of pushback it was purely selfishly driven he was mad about something that happened in the first period and he threw a little bitch fit over it. And once the game was out of was out of hand, you know it was no longer competitive. He decided, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to handle my personal grievance here. He did the thing that you don't do in hockey. He put his own personal self interest above the best of for the ab- above the well being of the team. And for me, if I'm Bob Murray, if I'm in management in Anaheim, that was problematic for me because this is how you develop a culture problem. He doesn't give a shit about the culture he doesn't give a shit about any of these young guys he doesn't give a shit about trying to transition this organization that has done so much for him and that he has done so much for into its next post gets laugh era he doesn't give a shit about any of them it was entirely about i just want to pick a fight with the guy who did me wrong it doesn't matter that i'm still one of my team's best players and that i will be out of I will essentially be out of the rest of this game. It didn't, None of that mattered. He didn't care about any of that. He just wanted to pick a fight over somebody who thought... Uh, that he thought wronged him personally. It was the most childish, petulant nonsense. And if, if you want to know why the Ducks are headed nowhere as fast as they are, that's a great example. It starts at the top. And the fact that they are they are catering to him... And that they're letting him go ahead and use the latter half of his career to continue to make $8 million to be a 40-point player and then have that level of leadership is an embarrassment to that entire organization. That is a guy who has had a borderline Hall of Fame career who should be in the twilight and should be should be doing what Milan Hayduke did. You age with grace, you age with a little bit of honor, and you age with some self-respect. And none of that was on display from Ryan
0: Getzlav tonight. That was embarrassing. Boom. AJ, bringing the heat on that one for Getzlav. Here's my problem with this situation on the whole. Uh, if you want to see some of the plays I'm talking about, I made a big Twitter thread about most of them. You can go just find me on Twitter and you'll find the gigantic thread of, of clips. But my point being is this was extremely easy to avoid in how this game played out simply by all the refs having to do is blow their whistles a couple of times.
1: Yeah. If you have to call five or six penalties on Anaheim in the first period,
0: you do it. Well, here's the thing is if you call the first three Anaheim will stop. (laughs) They're not going to bury themselves in penalties. If it's a two, one game, (laughs) <laughs> they're not stupid. They just are playing a little bit on the edge or in this case, significantly over it, in my opinion. But
1: is, is there an imprint of Josh Manson's stick yeah. on Miko Rantanen's ribs right now? Right. If they, if they properly call the game in the, in its first several minutes.
0: Right. That's you don't, avoid the dangerous plays by not calling stuff and and trying to keep the game even you avoid the dangerous plays by saying we're not going to tolerate significantly less than that. When you have dudes behind the play, cross-checking people, whacking people in the back of the legs, that's the stuff you call to keep a game under control. And look, every time we say this, yes, refs are human. Yes. They're going to miss things. I'm willing to accept that, but you don't miss half a dozen plays. On a guy just getting beat to hell, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it looks like, tough it, for me.
1: It looked like what Richard Madvachuk and Darian Hatcher used to do to Peter Forsberg. That's exactly the, what it looked in like, the postseason. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I look. The, the ultimate example is Josh Manson breaking his stick on Miko Rantanen's body.
0: And, like, yeah, and then, Chad. yeah,
1: the Derek Grant cross-check on Kadri after Kadri didn't want to fight DeLorea. Like, what does Kadri have to, to do? What is What does he have to benefit from this? Like, Belmar took the fight. Okay, he didn't have to take that fight. He indulged Ryan Getzlaff with his revenge fantasy, which didn't go very well, by the way. But Derek Grant Derek Grant cross-checks Nazem Kadri at the end. He's All he's trying to do is hurt him.
0: Yeah, I, there's That's another. It. There's a play before the Getzlev fight where someone cross-checks Gerard into the back, well after he's he's thrown the puck in that goes uncalled, and it's just when it gets to the point that there's no longer any way that you can qualify what the other team is doing as attempting to make a hockey play. Something has spun wildly out of control, and look. Part of that is absolutely on the Anaheim Ducks for going full goon. Absolutely. Mm. That team needs to rein it in. But is it not the ref's jobs to keep that game under control before it gets to that point? I mean, they, you do what you can.
1: And sure. Like, it was great when they like they threw Nick DeLaurier out. But as soon as Derek Graham pulled that shit off the faceoff, you just throw him out too. Yep. You're like, look, okay. We're gonna throw you out. Like if you if you're gonna pull some shit, just you're gonna get tossed out. And that way if they don't get their money's their money's worth, like Derek Grant, like Nazim Catrix was like Dick. Whatever, dog. Yeah. There's no second there's no second chance
0: at it. Yep. Yeah. It's I I I don't actually have the tweet, but essentially AJ, the way you put it on Twitter, I thought summed it up pretty well, particularly with how much they abused Miko in the first period. At, at a certain point, is it not best for the league to protect their best players? At, at what point are you just championing championing stupidity over yeah. talent?
1: Well, and, and this is where the NHL, and I think this is... This is like an identity crisis for the league. <laughs> uh, and a much deeper conversation than we're going to have this evening. Yeah. But they absolutely have always championed stupidity and championed the toughness and the, the rah, 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 the machismo of the game more than the breathtaking speed and skill that we see on display. Imagine the way that we would talk about Peter Forsberg's career If guys didn't get away with
0: axe murdering him,
1: basically (laughs) lumberjacking that man's ankles into retirement. Yep. And remember, Mario Mario Lemieux's first first retirement was entirely about, dude. I'm tired of getting mugged. Yep. I'm tired of getting beat to shit like this. Like there are there are penalties that exist to prevent this stuff from happening. And you guys let so much of it go that it becomes an incentive to act like that. You know, it was the old John Madden used to tell the Oakland Raiders offensive line, hold on every single play. They won't call you. Yep. Yep. You know, it's not to say that every single time down the ice, Miko ranted and was getting held or cross-checked or whatever, but tonight was an egregious example of it. It was obvious that they were tired and they were literally just hanging on early in the first period trying to stay competitive because once it got to 3-1 you know that nonsense went away
0: yeah they they basically just packed it in
1: yeah and then and then late in the third period was when they decided that they were get, they were going to get all tough guy about it you get tough guy you get all you you act when when you act tough at the end of a blowout you look like a moron and you're embarrassing yourself agreed I and then nobody exactly. is, nobody in the world thinks that Nick Nick DeLaurier or Derek Grant or Ryan Gutslaw is any tougher or any cooler or any of those things that they were going for because they because they fought tonight because because they pulled the shit that they did at the end of the game yep. nobody is looking at those guys and thinking wow look at that they don't take they don't take crap from anybody. You lost you lost your 26th game in game 37. <laughs> it's Nobody is impressed with you. Right. And if that's the only leg that you have to stand on is to try is to try and show how tough you are, to puff out your chest.
0: Go to Instagram for that shit. Got him. I think that's the reality of the game is, again, this goes extremely deep that we won't get into on this podcast, but teams want to make themselves hard to play, even if they lose all the time. And especially in a year where a team like the Avs, who is at the top or near the top of the league. If things went worse tonight, let's say Miko broke something in this game because the ducks were screwing around. Yeah. How if, how awful is that for the league? For the team? If Josh, if- Josh Manson
1: breaks Miko Ranson's wrist. One yep. of your premier cup contenders lose a to- loses a top flight player because another team is out here acting that- a fool and you're not and you're allowing it to happen. Yep. You're not you're not doing anything to curtail it. Yeah,
0: agreed. It. In look, I really, really didn't want to talk about the refs in this game. I went into the into this game thinking we've talked about it a couple times lately. I know people don't want to hear it. I don't like talking about it unless I have to. We're talking about officiating sucks because oh, yeah. all it
1: is all it is is anger. Right. And there's no realistic hope that it gets any better, and there's no there's no call to action there's no there's no apex of the conversation where we all agree hey there's we have a problem here right there's nothing there's nothing that we can do about it we're just airing grievances to air them so that we feel better about ourselves because it sucks to keep all of it in and we have a we have a sympathetic audience that is equally angry and upset about it so we're all just coming in here and it's just an echo cha- chamber of unhappiness it just sucks it, Talking about officiating is is a downside only proposition that sucks. But when it's it's this bad,
0: I, I agree it Didn't happen. Like, and and what pushed me over the edge is when you start to have to seriously worry about players on the ice staying healthy because the refs aren't calling things. It's just not something you can let happen it can't just be okay that the avs could have had injuries in this game because the ducks were running around and the refs just didn't care until the last 5 minutes
1: yeah they so they they use oh we want we want to make sure that we're not tilting the competitiveness of the game as their reason for inaction early on but are they not tilting the competitiveness what? of the game when they're allowing one team to regularly get away With infractions. Yep. The superior team, the team that is doing the work and drawing what should be a multitude of penalties.
0: Is if the ducks can't keep up without taking penalties, you should have built a better hockey team, bro. Right. right. (laughs)
1: Like they're, they're a hundred percent holding the avalanche back from making this thing five, nothing in the first period instead. Yep. Look, we got, they got there anyway. It was five to two at the end. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired man. I'm
0: tired too. It's it's nonsense. We could take our second period break there, as we are brought to you guys by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Head on over there and use code DNVR when you sign up to get a bunch of amazing boosts and bonuses, including the DraftKings Sportsbook opportunity to win $100 when you bet $1. We're getting down to it. The tournament is almost over for March Madness, but there's still time left. Bet on any team still in the tournament to win. Doesn't matter if they're the favorites. Doesn't matter if they're the underdog. You can bet $1 to win $100 with a new account. And if basketball's not for you, of course, you can bet on pro baseball, hockey, golf, football, upcoming, anything else. I think you can bet on the CFL. You can bet on... Sports that you don't even know exist like table tennis and underwater hockey. Have you seen that sport AJ? No. Yeah, it's like someone saw water polo and thought it was too easy. So instead they gave everyone mini sticks and a puck that sits at the bottom of the the pool and they play hockey at the bottom of the pool for as long as they can hold their breath, and then they go back up to the surface to breathe. It's wild. Okay, this sounds tremendous. <laughs> this, sounds like, this sounds like an off-day
1: DNVR watches.
0: Yeah, it's it's some wild stuff, let me tell you. It is, it is out there, but it's pretty nuts, so... <laughs> Speaking of pretty nuts, if you... No, <laughs> ah, that would have been a good one, though. We should have just, should have just gone with it. No, instead, we're talking about DraftKings Sportsbook. To get the one for $100 bonus, you must sign up with code DNVR. It must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sports for de- for details. Scambling prom call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can get 20% off on your first order with code DNVR20 and 25% off for your second order with code DNVR25. Mm-hmm. Get on these great deals. Try the product. It's been known to help with a bunch of stuff. So check it out today at StravaCraftCoffee.com. <laughs> and finally, we are brought to you all by Zoom Care. I really didn't want to go to the doctor for this flu, so just use Zoom care. Hit up the doctor. Be like, hey, I feel sick. Things aren't good. I don't think it's COVID, and they were like, yeah, it, it could be COVID, though, so you should go get tested. And so I went and got tested, and it wasn't COVID, so that was good. But Zoom care, they can see you. You can talk to them. You can explain your symptoms, and they'll diagnose you right there over webcam. Highly recommend you check it out if you hate going to the doctor. They're great service that can really help you out for a quick doctor visit instead of having to wait all day to you know get scheduled for an actual in-person visit. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook. <laughs> I hope so. That'll be that'll be the day when Allie does it. I mean Look, right now – let me check the score. Let me check the score right now. Okay, Vegas one one over L.A. So mm-hmm. the Avs have maintained their one point behind Vegas in the standings. Things are good. Things are continuing to be on track for this Colorado Avalanche team.
1: Uh, Minnesota and San Jose are tied 2-2. So uh, if San Jose
0: pulls that out – They start that's... to – get a little separation in the top 2 from the yeah, third then yeah that's
1: that stays the 5 point lead that the avs have established right now
0: i, I look i think the reality that is starting to set, set in is when the avs are relatively healthy and when they're starting their number 1 goaltender the bottom half of this division cannot hang with them yeah it's just two different worlds so I think it's
1: it's going to be interesting. Um, just getting away from tonight's game a little bit, um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how this division plays out the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, because, and my real my real fascination here is with St. Louis because we all walked into the season kind of feeling the same way. St. Louis will find their way to one of the top four spots in the division. Yep, But the Blues and like injuries have definitely played a role in this. But the Blues right now are sitting at 38 points and 35 games played in the last playoff spot. They are already five points behind Minnesota for the third spot. So they're starting to fall behind there. And everybody has games in hand on the Blues. Everybody in front of St. Louis has games in hand. Okay. Now I saw somebody post this earlier in chat. Um, oh, and there it is again, right there. St. Louis is seventeen of their final twenty-one games are against the three teams in front of them. Now, as they get healthy, this is their this is all they could ask for, right? As a if you're a fourth place
0: in the division and if they believe that they can take first in the division this is what they want yeah if they don't believe that <clears throat> could be hard times ahead
1: it's they're going to they're going to get every opportunity to chase down the teams and immediately in front of them if they don't do well in those 17 games the Coyotes have a real shot to sneak into the postseason. And for my money, just saying, <laughs> if the Avs ran it back against Arizona in the first round, I think 4-1 to one is pro- probably how it goes again. Yep, agreed. And they would get into that second round feeling pretty good without having, because right now, if, you're talking about playing a not very good Arizona, a not very good St. Louis team or Minnesota in round one, winning the division is going to matter.
0: Yeah. Like, look,
1: we're all feeling good about how the abs handled Minnesota in the last matchup that they had. And look three, they have three blowout wins against the wild this year it's not exactly like the wild have given them a lot of problems. But I mean, you would still take Arizona,
0: right? Like the thing is, especially if it's Arizona, because look, Arizona's play style is very team defensive oriented, but when you look at them compared to a St. Louis, St. Louis is going to physically grind on you. And if you can avoid that in the first round, if you get to go into the second round, essentially completely fresh you got to be feeling pretty confident in yourself yeah. it's a lot easier to do that against an Arizona as opposed to a St. Louis team that plays heavy or a Minnesota team that look it's more talented than Arizona they're going to make you work for it
1: it would be interesting because we don't know which version of Carol Kaprizov shows up yeah is in the postseason now, so far, Kirill Kaprizov against the Abs in general has been Casper Kaprizov. Uh, if they get into the postseason and that continues, that's going to be a really short series. Yep. If they get into the postseason and kind of like Nathan McKinnon, all that does is bring out the absolute best in that guy. It's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot. It's, it's going to be a lot harder to eliminate Minnesota if Kirill Kaprizov just. Bleh. So yep. just we're, we're kind of at the point now um, we haven't spent too much time on it, but 34 games out of a 56 game schedule, we're, we're at the point now where we're going to start looking at the standings a little bit more, not yep. a ton. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but the nightly battles, especially because it's all four point games going to be really interesting.
0: Yep. And there are different things to look at too, right? Like, as you said, the ABS play six games against St. Louis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If they win those first couple games of St. Louis against St. Louis, that team is essentially buried as far as the ABS are just, concerned.
1: Just if they go four and two, right? In those That's- six games against St. Louis, and they they finish the season, that would put them five and three in the season series against the Blues. Yep. And the Blues are that 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 means St. Louis has got to do. They have to produce better results against Vegas and Minnesota
0: they essentially have to dominate the other two teams ahead of them if the abs do that so how's Arizona schedule I don't actually know they've already they're done with the blues yeah the two teams competing against each other for that four spot are done in their head-to-head matchup yeah so, so they're, they're
1: pretty much done with the Blues and they play Colorado on Wednesday and I think that's the seventh game of their season series that sounds correct. Yeah. so they only have one game against the abs left after Wednesday so right now it's two games against the ABS. Uh, it looks like two games against
0: the Knights. Go to April. I am. Yeah. Well, now and... up on stream here. Oh, yep. Right. Knights and then the yeah, they get Ducks LA, but for the Knights and then yeah Minnesota St Louis stretch there is where. That stretch for Arizona, two against Vegas, and then Colorado, and then Minnesota, the final St. Louis game in Minnesota again. Yeah, well, that's and going then to be critical for that they have spot.
1: they have then they have those three games they have L. A. and then San Jose, San Jose, and then they get two more against Vegas.
0: Right, right, and to finish things off. But oh,
1: that's that's well, and L. A. like they might L. A. might be the team that they're also competing for. I, I, it would take some changes from the Kings. I think that would probably be ambitious a little bit. Yeah, it'd be tough, but
0: it would be possible, sure. But I don't,
1: you know, with 20-some-odd games left, it's going to be too hard. Like, the Kings are already six back of St. Louis. Yep. But they do have two games in hand. So making up some of that ground, it's doable. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see how the the bottom of the division kind of fights it out. Where where and hell? I guess if we're if we're talking about the Kings still being in it, then you have to think that the Sharks are still in it. Right. There's only
0: a two point difference between those two teams. I mean, so here's the thing, right? (laughs) Is the Kings, the Sharks and the Ducks in the next five to ten games are all going to basically have to make the decision of do we really try to keep winning hockey games? And, yeah, like, I get it. They're going to – the players they put on the ice are always going to try to win the game. But sure. especially the Ducks who have played 37 games down there.
1: Yeah. I think all three of those teams have combined for 37 wins. Those that is three correct.
0: Games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not many. Remember Not many California ones. was, like, murderer's row? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know what it is now. Now it's like a little what, league. Yeah. What's the opposite of murderer's row? <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess it's like timeout. <laughs> you, us, you have to sit and timeout. You
1: you're not yeah. allowed to play with any of your friends. <laughs> you have to like sit over there by the. You're not even allowed to like sit on the windowsill. You have to like sit underneath it. In
0: the biz- it's bizarro world where <laughs> skid row. That's funny. Oh, gonna... <laughs> that's funny. Bizarro world where only pitchers get to bat. Uh anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're like all time
1: pitcher and kickball. That's the ultimate yeah. punishment right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to pitch to both teams. Yeah. All time pitcher and kickball Jesus. Was like yeah, that's the, the worst. Ultimate.
1: That was like the dude who wanted to play, but didn't like didn't want to run. Yeah. Ever. Yep. So like yeah, sure. I don't care what my ERA is. Whew. Yo, James Reimer coming to the Abs would be interesting. Um, We, I, started told y'all to keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. We got we're gonna gonna get a little more in depth with that over the next week or two here with a video series uh, about the trade deadline and a bunch of a bunch of names for you guys to keep an eye out for the Abs. James Reimer is on that list though. Um. Would be one of the few guys that I would actually be excited about deadline wise.
0: Yeah. So should be interesting over the next couple of weeks as as moves start to trickle in around the league. They've already started with Dahl and, and Lemieux on the move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't look, Avs are on an eleven game point streak at the end of the day. And they mm-hmm. gotta be feeling pretty good right now. So mm-hmm keep it rolling do the thing
1: yeah um we could talk before we get out of here um we could talk a little bit about the college thing that happened over the weekend just
0: sure if you want to all of, all of Colorado's that. prospects are done in one weekend yeah, they all took l's at one point or another <laughs> so I've, primarily the the interesting ones are new hook and ranta seasons are done yep uh, so, makes no
1: sense for really any of the other guys, as we've talked about on previous shows. Yep. Rantum Literally just stay in Loveland. Loveland. Yeah,
0: Doesn't even have to leave, just hang so,
1: out. He doesn't have to go anywhere. They should just be putting him up in that hotel that has the shared parking lot that you're not allowed to use to drive between the yeah, two. With the gate that's locked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always locked the gate. <laughs> <laughs> One of my big frustrations with going to Eagles games—that goddamn gate.
0: <laughs> oh man! So look, uh, in Santa, or Santa's case, yeah, sure, screw it. Uh, it. Certainly, expectations would be for him to play with the Eagles if he's going to play pro this year.
1: Oh yeah, um, and that's a guy. I mean, that's you're not. We're not having an abs conversation,
0: right? With Newhook. I mean maybe you can have a conversation there but look man Tyson Jost scored tonight the the conversation for finding room for Alex Newhook gets harder every single day right now
1: Yeah especially I mean Jost scored tonight um Bednar talked in the post game presser about Jost's play at center Yep um It's good man and if the look the one the one knock on Tyson Jost that everybody can consistently agree on is the production's not good enough it's gonna get good enough though where do you have a hole on the roster what are you looking to upgrade it's really Jacob McDonald's spot yep it's really just a depth defenseman because it's not I'm sorry not even Jacob McDonald's spot but Dan Renouf's spot well because Bowen Byron not how Byron doing
0: yeah for sure that's fair so
1: let's see here let's let's see how things go so yep. i'm I'm leaning more and more towards just not even doing anything at the don't, deadline. Don't
0: do anything. Trust a, backup the kids. Goaltender,
1: a backup goaltender and maybe a depth defenseman. Like we're talking, live out my dream. Get rid of a third round pick. Get rid of a fifth round pick.
0: <laughs> no more second day
1: picks. Continue to clean out the picks for 2021 so we don't have to worry about
0: it. I'm okay with it. Do the thing yeah so I, I yeah i i don't even disagree with you especially we've talked about this off air but if the abs are willing to trust the kids to be the 14th forward or whatever and honestly even Timmins is the eighth defenseman there yeah. isn't a huge need for them to go out and get dudes yep
1: like i could totally understand A depth guy. Like, there's been David Savard talk. I'm not even talking about a guy that good. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm not even talking about a guy like David Savard. The problem with David, the problem with David Savard is that you're going to pay for David Savard, the player, and you're not going to utilize all of the things that he can do for you. He's a top four defenseman that would be in your bottom six, kind of miscast just because your defense is already so good. Now, if you have an injury, David Savard looks like a genius pickup because that guy just elevates into a different role for you. But otherwise, you're paying. Yeah, it's really like getting an Ian Cole. It's like getting Ian Cole back. <laughs> it's really kind of what they are in a position to do right now. All right. It's not it's not that big of a problem, though. Like they go and they get David Savard.
0: They're in a really good position. Bring back Ian Cole, bring back Nemesnikov. <laughs> Put the band back together and call it a day. <laughs> and bring back John Bernier. There you go. Bring back Bernier for the back of Spot too. Just Easy. go
1: and get recent recent ads. What's Sven Andrews go up to? <laughs> nice. None of those none of this Martin Count in the postseason bullshit. Bring back Sven. No, we're good. On the door off.
0: Going to take a pass on that one. We're cool. We're sure. cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, we're going to get out of here for the night. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate you all you finding us on this YouTube channel. Be sure to like and subscribe to this one. It still helps us even if this is our second channel as well, especially if you're Avs fans because what this channel used to be was a bunch of Av stuff, so. Yeah, if you if you want to reminisce about Av's highlights from last year, go look at the other videos on this channel and have some fun. But um, that's what we should
1: do. We should make some videos and just reminisce about old Av stuff.
0: Oh geez, here we go. Anyway, we'll have some kind of topic like that or deadline related or something for tomorrow. We hope Oh to yeah. Stay-
1: we have a show we have to do a show tomorrow. Yeah, Guys, a real proper we, show. What should we talk about tomorrow? <laughs> I'm so used to this, the abs playing back to backs. Mentally, my head is in a space where we're doing back to back. Yep. Guys, what are we going to talk about at one p.m. tomorrow?
0: Yeah. What do y'all want to hear about?
1: We do we really have to talk about Alex Newhook not playing for the abs again?
0: No, I'm not doing it. We already talked. Oh, about. Yes, we should have a, a, sh- a tribute to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a tribute to the chair right now. This season is going way too well for any tributes to that thing all right
1: (laughs) look um so the the justin asking for more trade targets um well i guess a handful of these just popped up more trade. look guys we recorded already an entire video we have a whole
0: well put together series that ali and our new guy aaron have been working on that's coming i think starting this friday so if you want that it's coming don't worry about it yep so we've
1: already we're, we've gone already gone heavy onto the deadline stuff.
0: Expansion draft is too straightforward.
1: <sighs> Look, not, not if they live up to my dream and get well, Matias. They,
0: right. The expansion draft becomes an interesting conversation after the deadline is the thing. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that can really affect it. Uh, yeah, this is the backup account for the moment until our first account gets sorted out. So. Yeah,
1: it's funny the
0: it, things just like changed around. Like all of a sudden, it's like,
1: oh,
0: an air hockey death match. That would not be an interesting live feed. I don't I'm think. An, I'm a nasty
1: air hockey player. I
0: will kill you. I'm pretty garbage
1: so you probably Physically would kill not, me. not yeah, yeah, necessarily well. good but I get some lift when I shoot that thing. <laughs> and I tell you it's very much it, I I it is very much the happy Gilmore mindset with me. If I put fear into you you're a little less likely to lean onto that table and go for it at center ice there.
0: My face going to look like blazes after you're done. Yes.
1: Also, it's going to it's gonna look a lot like uh, your body is going to have little discs on it. It's going to look oh, like gosh. Josh Manson broke a this stick over all you. Well, it's all over the place. And
0: since I don't have to worry about getting called for a penalty, we good. True. I, all right. Look, in my air hockey table league, I call my own penalties, all right? This is like pickup ball
1: calls penalties in error in air hockey. What penalty are you gonna call, bro? Yeah, you break your stick
0: over my back. I'm, just, I'm gonna be calling something. I'm That's gonna take I'm, I'm gonna take
1: my little disc thing and I'm
0: just gonna beat you with it and then uh, we'll call it a day. All right, so instead of calling penalties, I'll be calling the police. I see. <laughs> and they can they can call a penalty on me. Yeah, exactly. Call a crime. <laughs> <laughs> um We've, we've talked about advanced stats before. I'll try and find it. Um, but there is a podcast that is probably about a year ago now that we talked about it. But we have gotten into some basics of advanced stats previously on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, also, that's an old picture place. That's not yeah. current. He posted it. Not, he posted not it current. tonight. Yeah. yeah. But so, that was worry. years ago. Yeah. Um. He's just fine. He's just waiting for his airplane to stop being delayed right now. So... Anyway, yeah, Dude. that was that was a fun tangent. Y'all didn't give us any great well, topics. We still don't know what yeah. to talk about. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get well, out of here. Yeah, we could talk about the NWHL final, maybe. I didn't watch it. I, I was just too well. busy,
1: man. I was I just... no, I
0: feel you. The the Av schedule right now is just brutal, but Anyway, we'll figure out something to talk about. You can keep putting your comments in there if you want. Quick quick
1: aside, but to answer Nick Skelton's question of, does the video crew make a highlight reel of questionable hits and penalties and submit them to the league? The answer is yes. That is part of a video coach's job, is to compile things that the organization has problems with and send them into the league for, hopefully, they will address them. But it's more or less the extremely common version of, the Lakers writing a poor us letter to the NBA in the middle of the postseason. Praise Anthony Davis never gets called for a penalty.
0: Look, I I mean, the Ducks made the abs video cut guy easy tonight. Just send them the whole game. Yeah, you're good to go.
1: (laughs) You imagine like you work for the NHL and you're the guy that gets that email and you're like, wow, this is a really big file. (laughs) And you start to watch it and you're just like, I get it. <laughs> you're like four minutes into the game, you're
0: like, you just sent me the whole game. I see. Subtle. I see. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m., our normal time when there is no games. Hope to see you all there. Until then, <laughs> guys. Well- <laughs>